You're listening to Coldo D. Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at coldod.org. Open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word. Continue to behold wonderful things from your word. B'Shem Yeshua. Galenai va'abita niflaot metoratecha. Amen amen. Please turn to uh, Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy 31. Today we are in <clears throat> between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the 10 days of awe on the Jewish calendar. Yamim Noraim. Let's say Yamim Noraim. One more time. Yamim Noraim. It's the days of awe, the 10 days of repentance, the 10 days of, the ten days of awe that uh, it, it, and as Brant shared, er, shared earlier, mentioned earlier, what beautiful songs he chose for this beautiful day, Shabbat Shuva. It's the returning Sabbath. And uh, in light of and having followed Yom Hadin, the day of judgment, but for us who belong to Messiah, let me be clear, judgment, I believe, takes on a different dimension. First John 4.17 says we should have boldness in Yom Hadin, or the Day of Judgment. Why should we have confidence or boldness? For just, because just as he is, so also are we in this world. As he is, I love this verse, I hadn't thought of it in a long time, as he is, so are we. One more time, as he is, so are we in this world. You say, well, I don't feel like he is. Well, that's how God sees us in Messiah. We're a new creation in Messiah. That's how God sees us. Some would call it positional truth. Position versus experience, maybe. It's different ways of looking at it. But that's how God sees us in Messiah. As he is, 1 John four seventeen. so are we in this world. 1 Corinthians eleven thirty two says that when we are judged... We are being disciplined by the Lord so that we might not be condemned along with the world. So the greeting in between Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, and Yom Kippur, or Yom HaKippurim in, in the biblical name of the holiday, the Day of Atonement, it's literally plural, you know, there's more than enough atonement God has provided for us through His Son, is the way I would love to see that applied. But the greeting, traditional greeting between Jewish people is so you know, and you might want to you know, just know, and, uh, it's Gmar Chatimah Tova, which means may God's final seal be good. It's, it's a, a prayer, really. You're saying may God's final seal be good. At the end of this time, may he seal you in the book of life. As we know, it's just the hope for another year. Not as we believe and have that hope in Messiah, in Yeshua, that our names can be recorded in the book of life for le'olam, forever. Ad olam, forever. But it's just for another year. But it's gemar, I think we have it up. Let's try gemar. Chatima. Tova. Beautiful. One more time. Gemar. Chatima. Tova. Yeah, that's a typical greeting between Rosh Hashanah, which was this past week and Yom Kippur coming up this, this week. So in Deuteronomy 31.3, he says, 
in, from verse 1, it's to, this is to all Israel. He's addressing all of Israel. And so some of this is in the plural in the Hebrew, and then some of it's in the singular to Joshua. He's addressing Joshua. It says, the Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you, and you shall dispossess them. The Lord is going before us, and we know that. It says, Oved, Over rather, Over, Lifanecha. And this is a beautiful meaning in the Hebrew. It's Over, it's he's crossing over to the other side. So they're about to go into the promised land, and he says, God's going over before you, and literally before your face, while, and literally facing us. So think of it. God's going over before Israel, but he's facing you. He's taking you with him, and he's facing you. Think about it. It's a beautiful image here. He's crossing over. It means to cross over to the other side into a different condition, into a different condition. He wants to bring us there with him. And it says then he's going to, the word in Hebrew is demolish our enemies. He's going to demolish our enemies. So he's taking us with him, demolish our opponents, I guess I should say, taking us with him into a different condition. Let's think of that with Yamim Noraim in this time. He's taking us into a different condition. Now in verses 6 through 8, and I'm reading New King James, I'm changing up. You know, sometimes you get locked into one translation too long. Gilbert mentioned the other day the complete Jewish Bible, and I started looking at that, and I said, boy, I really like David Stern's translation on some of these verses, so I'm going to use that on some of them. And then I always loved New King James for, uh, for you know, use it for years, memorize so much in that. Um, anyway, but so this is New King James. Be strong and of good courage, he says. Be strong and of good Chazak ve'emetz. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. And literally, that's their, don't be afraid of their faces. For the Lord, Adonai your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And now he's writing to Joshua, and he says it in the singular, be strong and of good courage. That's Chazak, that's in, in the singular here. Adonai, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. So he says it all over again. He will not leave you to Israel, now to, to the whole people, people as a whole, to all Israel, now to Joshua. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Lo tira, it is in Hebrew, lo tira, lo, lo tira, velo uh, techat, te, techat, yeah, lo techat. Don't fear, don't be dismayed. So here are two admonitions and two assurances, if you will. Two challenges God gives, and then two guarantees. But really, they're all promises. Be strong and of good courage is the first one. Has, uh, and in, in the plural here, he's to, he's to the im tzu. He's to, he's ku, I can't get my Hebrew well. He's ku the im tzu. It means to hold strongly, to be strengthened and secure, and be secure. So again, we have boldness in the day of judgment in Yom Hadin because as he is, so are we in this world. 
Daniel 10, I love Daniel 10, this passage where Daniel, the Lord speaks to him and he says, then one having the likeness of a man touched me and he strengthened me and he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, Daniel 10, 18 and 19, fear not, shalom lechem, shalom to you, be strong, yes, be strong. And then Daniel says, so when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. And said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Keep speaking. Keep talking, Lord, because as you speak, I'm receiving strength. Your word strengthens me. Your speaking to me is what, innate, what, is, what is strengthening me right now. The word of God strengthens us. And this is what happens to Daniel, and this is what is happening to Joshua, and this is what is happening to all Israel. God says, be strong. Well, how are we strong? We're strong in him. Be strong in the Lord, in the power of your might. No, in the power of what? His might, Ephesians 6.10, right? We're strong as he, in his might. He strengthens us as he speaks to us. And then he says, don't fear. Don't fear or be afraid of them or of their faces, literally, of their faces, fenechem. Uh, which literally means, this word fear, yare, in, means to call to constant attention. And then the other word uh, means to strike fear. So he says, don't be afraid of them, and don't, don't fear, and don't be afraid of their faces. Isaiah 8, let me give you a couple verses. Isaiah 8, verses 12 through and 13 says, God tells Isaiah, do not say it's a conspiracy about everything this people call a conspiracy. You must not fear or tremble at what they fear. Don't fear what they, what others fear. The Lord, Adonai Tzavot, the Lord of hosts, him you will sanctify. Let him be your fear, trembling at him. So, in other words, again, this word for fear means to call to constant attention. God says the fear of the Lord is an amazing thing. The fear of the Lord doesn't mean this. It means just the opposite. It's not, I'm afraid of you that way. It's actually this way. It's actually, I'm, you have my constant attention. I'm constantly, you are what I'm constantly thinking about, what I'm constantly uh, ready to respond to. And that's the fear of the Lord, Yare Adonai. So he says, don't fear what others fear. Let me be your fear, God says. I want to be your fear. Don't fear, be afraid of their faces. Be, face me and have my face before you. And then he says, thirdly, the Lord your God, he goes with you or literally before your face in the Hebrew. He goes before your face. I'm going with you. I'm going before you. And then fourth, fourthly, lastly, he says, he won't leave you nor forsake you. Sound familiar? He won't leave you or forsake you. And the liter literally in the Hebrew, it means he, he won't weaken or release from control or disengage. I like that. He won't disengage. He'll never let you go. He'll never let you go. He will never give up on you until you do one of three things. Thing. Wait a minute. No, I don't think it says that. No, it says he will never really, he won't leave you. No, in Hebrews 13, 5, never, no, never leave you nor forsake you, right? Um, I, I believe that. I believe that for a lot of reasons in Scripture. 
One, I'll give you a few verses. I'll give you my favorite passages right now. Psalm 139, verses 5 through 12. I'm going to read it. It says, You have hemmed me in both behind and in front and laid your hand on me. Such wonderful knowledge is beyond me, far too high for me to reach. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Literally, from your face. If I climb up to heaven, you're there. If I lie down in Sheol, and this is complete Jewish Bible, I think. If I lie down in Sheol, you're there. If I fly away with the wings of the dawn and land beyond the sea, even there your hand would lead me and your right hand would hold me fast. If I say, let darkness surround me and let light around me be night, even darkness is, is like this. Even darkness like this is not too dark for you. Rather, night is as clear as day. Darkness and light are the same. God says, you can't escape me. Try it. You know, one of my favorite poems is uh, Sir Francis Thompson. Ever read that? I don't read a lot of poetry, but The Hound of Heaven. I've read it before in sermons. Uh, It's been a while, but I have a little booklet someone gave me once of just that poem, you know, but he's the hound of heaven, you know, you know, going after me. And he was, a, he was a, an opium addict. He was a priest who then became an opium addict. And, just, and, he, and he wrote that poem as God pursued him, even in his addiction and in even his trying to, you know, flee. He said he, he, he per, pursued him into the opium dens of, I think it was England. You know, the Lord says, I'm not, you can try to escape me, but I'm not, I'm not leaving you. I won't let you go. I'll never let you go. I won't let you go. Yeshua said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give to them eternal life, and they shall possibly perish. Thank you. They shall, what? Never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. We're one, however you want to. I mean, I believe they're one, Father and Son, in many ways. Maybe in this case he's speaking about we're one in our united, uh, in, our, in our absolute decision that we will never let them let you go. We'll never let you go. Um, you won't snap. So I believe, call it eternal security, call it whatever, the doctrine, whatever you want. I don't believe if I belong to the Lord, if I'm truly his, he ever loses any of his. Now, you may think you can lose your salvation. You can lose yours, but I just don't plan on being, losing mine, so you can lose yours. <laughs> no, really, you can differ on that. We can certainly, honestly, I, I, love, I love respect. There's great people I respect in the, in the, in, in the theological realm that, that believe that. I just, you just can't, you won't convince me. I, I know all the arguments. I know all the scriptures that can be taken that way and can show me the, ver- I, I'm not even going to mention them. But to me, it's just something that's so deep in me that, you know, you say, well, someone, I know this person. I know what happened to this person. I, I see that in a different vein. I see it having to do with loss of rewards and, you know, and not salvation rather than, you know, losing salvation. But I thank God that he doesn't let us go. I, I thank God he will never. And, you know, the writer of the Hebrews, writer of the letter of Hebrews, rather, quotes this passage in Hebrews 13, 5, right from 
Deuteronomy, right from Devarim. He quotes it. Did you know that? Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. He says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said. So he himself, he said earlier, is going over across the land, right? He said he's crossing over the land, remember? Uh, I'm, I'm going, crossing over before you, God himself. And he said, he himself, he says, has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? As Beverly said just a little while ago, our enemy is not each other. We have one enemy who aims to steal kill and destroy, who hates and despises us and spends countless hours and energy mobilizing his forces to immobilize us. And we have one mission. Our mission is not to be wealthy and happy. It's to seek and save those who are lost. That was Yeshua's mission, right? Luke 19.10, the Son of Man has come to seek and save. Thank God for the Caleb group here this morning. They're all these Folks have given their lives. They're giving their lives to reach the lost, to reach those that don't know Messiah in different, the unreached, to reach those in unreached lands. And, and uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I thank God, and I wish I was younger to give more of my time to you know, doing that. And I still keep thinking, I'm going to get back on the, on the foreign field and those places, all these unreached places. But I don't know. I'm getting, getting, it's getting harder. You know? But thank God. Um, that's the Son of Man, but we want to do it wherever we are and go, you know, Paul says, I strive not to make, Messiah, not, make, not to make the good news known where Messiah is named in Romans 15.20, but where he's not yet been named, you know, Romans 15.20, take a look at it. And, uh, and so it's, it's amazing. We have a mission, and it's Yeshua said, I'll make you follow me, and I'll make you fishers of people, people. So that's our mission, and it's it's not uh, something else. He will not forsake us. But during this time, Yomim Noraim, he will refine us. He will refine us. Um, and in John 15, he said he is, you know, uh, he is pr- pruning us. And it brings forth fruit. Uh, Dr. Don Finto, Papa Don, mentioned that. I heard recently, um, actually on the phone, said pruning brings forth fruit. And Yeshua said, I am the real vine. John 15, you might want to look there, and I'm finishing up with this, just this passage, John chapter 15. Yeshua said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. And this is the complete Jewish Bible translation, David Stearns. Every branch which is part of me but fails to bear fruit, he cuts off. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. Let's say more fruit. More fruit. That's what the Lord desires for you and I. More fruit. And by the way, again, I don't, I, I don't see this passage as having to do with salvation, personally. And when it's talking about cut off and everything, I, th- I think it has to do with fruit, not salvation. With bring forth fruit. Right now, because of the word which I have spoken to you, you are pruned. Stay united with me. I love that translation. Stay united with me as I will with you. 
For just as the branch can't put fruit, forth fruit by itself apart from the vine, so you can't bear fruit apart from me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who stay united with me and I with them are the ones who bear much fruit. So more fruit, now much fruit. Because, and I love this, apart from me, you can't do a thing. I love the way he phrases that. You can't do a thing apart from me. Unless a person remains united with me, he is thrown away like a branch and dries up. Such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire where they're burned up. If you remain united with me and my words with you, then ask what you want and it will happen for you. This is how the Father is glorified. In your bearing much fruit. This is how you will prove to be my Talmidim, my students, my disciples. Just as my Father has loved me, I too have loved you. So stay, here it is, so stay in what? My love. Boy, Lord, if I get out of your love and it's so easy, I mean, all any of us can, that's when I become fruitless and that's when what is in my life is just worthy of being burnt up. It's just going to be pruned. Whenever I can move out of God's love into my rights, my whatever, my sins, my rights. If, but he says, if I, he says, just as my father has loved me, I too have loved you, so stay in my love. If you keep my commands, you will stay in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and stay in his love. This word meno in the Greek, for stay, it means to stay, to abide, to translate it, stay, united, remain. And in his love, of course, the Yeshua taught the greatest, the first, protas, the greatest, the commandment in Matthew 22, 37, Mark, and also Mark 12, it mentions it too, is love. It says this is the greatest command. All the Torah and the prophets hang on these two commandments. They are the, this is the most important, is the love of God. Love of is love. So stay in my love, he says. Uh, I have, and, and of course based upon and when they came to him and, and he, he recited the Shema in, that we did this morning, the Shema and the Via Hafta in Deuteronomy 6, 4 and 5, and Mark's Gospel has it, and then Leviticus, Vaikra 19, 18, love your neighbor, it says the second, love your neighbor as yourself. So love. Is the fulfilling of the, to- the Torah. That's the most important thing. I have said, doesn't do away with the others, by the way. It's, it's just they hang on this. This is, but this is the, the foundation. This is the most important. This is the thing we keep always the focus on. This is my command, Yeshua continues, that you keep on loving each other. And how do we love each other? What quality? Just as I have loved you. Well, think, how does he love us? Let's just think about that. Yeah, how much does he love us? How does he love us? What were you saying, Michael? He laid down his life for us. Amen. He laid down his life for us. Yeah. He continues to love us through it, through everything, doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't quit. Yes, David, yes. Matter. Yeah, he continues to. He doesn't give up on us. Think about it. He said, just as I have loved you, that's the standard. Keep on loving each other. You know, uh, someone said in, you're in a boat and that's, 
this, we're in a doomed world, and even if people were, are, are against each other in a boat, they better work together to get the stuff out of the boat with the boat sinking, you know. Listen, no one has greater love, Yeshua said, than a person who lays down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. This is what I command you, he says. Keep loving each other. Keep loving each other. Joy comes, and then he says, oh, that he's, that is his here? What is he? he says? Oh, yeah, I have said this so your joy may be full. This, uh, and your joy be complete. This is my command. So joy, he wants us to have joy. The joy comes through humility. Joy comes through humility and unity. Uh, I'm sorry, joy comes through unity, rather, and unity comes through humility. Joy comes through unity, and unity comes through humility. More fruit, much fruit, yamim noraim. Father, we thank you for these words today. We thank you for this passage of Scripture, these passages, for the promises you give gave Israel as they were going into the promised, shortly going into the promised land, and that you gave to Joshua as well as Israel, the whole nation. And we thank you that you give them to us, that the writer of Hebrews quotes, quoted them and the promise that they are to us today, Lord. Help us to take these admonitions, these assurances, to be strong and of good courage, to not fear or be afraid, to know that you're going with us, before us, before our face, that you won't leave us, you'll never leave us nor forsake us, that we're on mission with you, with you. And we're, we're grateful, and we thank you that during this time of Yamim Noraim that you're pruning us, Lord. We welcome it, Lord, we welcome it. Even though we don't like it, we welcome it because we know we're becoming more like you to, bring more, to, to be better and more effective servants, to be more, bring forth more fruit. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. We love you. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Amen. Amen. Yisa Adonai panave lecha, v'yasem lecha shalom. B'shem Yeshua HaMashiach, sar ha-shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.